to the Fun Sized Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safeli. This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Sized Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. Hi guys, I'm back. I took the entire month of June off from recording and putting out podcasts, but I was very busy starting a cut phase and sharing with you on Instagram what I'm doing, what my meals look like, and so on. You can still see all of that jazz in my story highlights. It's labeled cut month one at funsize.nutrition. And since all that is there for you to see visually, I'm going to use this space to tell you more about how I'm feeling Um, after month one of my cut, but I guess first I should give you a quick recap about my overall fitness journey altogether. Um, Let's see if I can try to make this as short as possible. So I started competing in bodybuilding at age 21. My weight was about 108 pounds or less um, throughout the entire four years of competing. And I lost my period early on, and um, I actually stopped competing at age 25, but my period never returned on its own. Even though I was sitting at a higher weight, I was 116-ish. So at 28 years old, I went all in on regaining my cycle, which meant that I stopped all exercise and just ate way more food than I was used to. You can probably scroll back and find so many podcasts about me going through that journey um, or just updates from that journey if you're interested in hypothalamic amenorrhea. There's so many resources that I've had um, both on my podcast and on my Instagram that you can check out. Anyway... I gained over 30 pounds in three months and was at my all-time heaviest weight at 146 pounds. So once I was cleared for exercise again, I took it really, really, really slow. I basically felt like a stranger in my own body because it changed so fast. Um, But I'm not going to get into all of that because that's this whole separate topic. But what you need to know is that as much as I wanted to lose the weight right away, I knew that I couldn't because I knew that my body just couldn't handle it at the time. Like there had been so much change so fast that it needed to just settle and settle somewhere. Um, So over the course of that year, I ended up losing about 10 pounds of what is called the overshoot weight in the hypothalamic amenorrhea community. It's basically necessary additional fat that the body needs to heal from the overtraining and the under eating. 
Anywho, at the start of this year, I was sitting around 134 pounds. Um, and I set a goal for myself to lose 10 pounds again this year. However, I knew, I just knew that it wouldn't come off as easily as the overshoot weight did because I feel like I am much closer to my set point weight. Um, so set point weight theory is pretty much this kind of weird phenomenon that every human being on this planet has. So it's like this unique to them genetic set weight range that their body functions at its optimum. So it's kind of just like this ideal spot. And it's a theory. It's not set in stone. There's things about changing your set point. I'm not going to get into that either. What you need to know is that I feel like I'm closer to my set point weight. If I had to guess based on everything that I've been through with my weight fluctuations, um, I have speculation to believe that my set point weight is in the 120s. So that is where this goal of mine has stemmed from. So like I said, in January 2021, um, I set a goal for myself to achieve. But then we decided to buy a new house at the end of January and life kind of just got turned upside down. And I had to put my goals on the back burner because there was just too much excitement and also some stress from moving and remodeling our new kitchen that it just was not the right time for me to focus on some silly weight loss goal. And that's okay. I, I'm really proud of myself for having that realization and giving myself some grace knowing that there will be a time and there will be a place later to achieve what I want. And then it was May 2021. We were feeling settled in our new home. We had two vacations planned that month. The biz was doing great. Everything felt calm until I had a dream. And actually, now that I think about it, it was more than one dream. It was the same recurring dream. <laughs> I was dreaming that Justin and I were fighting. And the fight was always a little different. Um, there was different like scenarios and stuff, but it always came back to one thing, which was I wasn't happy with my body. And the dreams were so real that I'd wake up and I was like walking on eggshells around him until he did something or said something that made me realize that it was all just a dream. And kind of just like got scared by those dreams because I was like this is something that I could see myself doing so I basically just took it as my sign that I have to do something before this prophecy comes true side note I've been reading and watching a lot of fantasy books and movies and tv shows so I might be a little paranoid and overdramatic but oh well um not to sound cliche but the dreams just kind of woke me up and motivated me to revisit that New Year's goal that I set for myself. Also, really exciting stuff. I'm turning 30 in November and we're going to the Maldives for a photography event. And I just, of course, wanna be in the best shape ever. Like, I can't say of my life. I don't even know what that is, but I wanna be in really good shape. I'm gonna be in bikinis, taking photos, and fuck, I'm going to be 30. Um, so that's just been a, re a really nice thing in the back of my mind to just keep pushing through. 
Now, let's finally get to the good part, shall we? I started my mini cut on June 1st. By the way, the only reason that I'm calling it mini is because I'm petite and it works for my fun size brand and it just sounds cute. Anyway, it's now June 30th. And as I look back at the last month, I feel a variety of emotions that I didn't quite expect that I would feel. Um, First off, compared to other cuts that I've done in the past, I don't feel ravenously hungry or starving. And I know that's because I'm not only eating more carbs than I have in previous cuts, but because my entire HA recovery journey has helped me reach a higher threshold for calories and that I have this new higher maintenance, which makes being in a deficit not so bad because I'm still eating an abundance of food. I feel hungry only when I should feel hungry in a deficit because that's normal. Like if you're in a deficit, you're going to feel hungry. If you're in a deficit and you're not feeling hungry, you're probably more at maintenance. But anyway, so I feel hungry only when I should feel hungry, which is in the morning when I wake up and about 30 minutes before I have each meal. And something else that I realized is that my total carb count on my current low carb days is equal to my former high carb days when I had HA. Like, think about that for a second. On top of that, my current high carb days are almost double what they used to be. And like my stomach right now is just growling thinking about the restriction I put myself through for competition, but that's a whole nother story. The fact that my carbs are so much higher than they used to be is something that I'm extremely proud of, um, especially because I'm seeing progress week to week with them still being high. And I haven't really, I haven't had to cut any carbs out at all yet. And this is, it's, it's almost like a painful thing to reveal because I'm like, wow, like I really fucked up before. It's just like, it's such a good feeling at the same time. Cause I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing way better, like double the amount better than I was in the past. And in the past, I used to see like all of these InstaFit chicks posting about eating high carbs on the reg. And I was like, how the fuck do they do it? Like they must be lying. They must be like, I, w- I didn't believe it because I, I felt like my body could not handle carbs like those other girls did. And that was partly because I was shorter and tinier than them. So I just assumed that I couldn't have as much as them. And I thought that I was the anomaly who had to eat low carb for the rest of her life. But it turns out that by avoiding carbs, we're only training our bodies how to not handle them. So I feel like my entire HA recovery journey was about me retraining my body to utilize carbs effectively. And now I feel like I'm processing carbs better than I ever have before. And it's a glorious feeling. Like I cannot explain how amazing it feels. And because of that, I almost feel like the last four weeks have been, I want to say effortless, but I know that effortless is the wrong word because I've definitely been putting in some damn hard work. I was trying to explain this to Justin about two days ago and that exact 
conversation that we had is actually what sparked the idea for this episode. So hear me out. I lost five pounds in a month eating higher carbs than I have in previous cuts. It almost feels like magic. Like it almost feels like this is the sort of thing that everyone wishes would happen when they start a cut, but it doesn't. And that's the very same reason people give up so easily. So it it almost feels like unreal. Like I feel like everything just magically aligned and everything clicked because things are going exactly as they should be. And it feels too easy. And now I'm like as hesitant as Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets with the flying keys waiting for the chaos to start. Like it's it's that feeling where I'm like, wait, this is actually happening the way it should. This is weird, but great. So I'm like trying not to like overanalyze it, but that's where my mind is leading me. And so as I said these things out loud, my boyfriend was like, but Kier, you've worked at this for nine years. It's taken you nine years of struggle to get to that magical place. And I know he's right. Like I know, I know that's really what it comes down to is that everything I've been through has led me to here and I couldn't be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for everything that I've learned. And I mean, it sucks that I had to go through that and that I had to learn the hard way. But the fact is I'm learning from it now and I'm applying it now. However, I will say that I also know from experience of previous cuts and working with dozens, if not hundreds by now, of petite women, I know that the closer you get to your goal, the harder it gets. The first five pounds came off easier than I expected, but I'm not going to sit here and expect the next five will come just as easy. And if they are easy, I'm going to be really afraid of me and the magical power that I just magically acquired out of nowhere. Anyway, it does feel really, really good to be seeing progress again every week. And it keeps me motivated to see more. Like, it's almost like an addiction sometimes. Like once you see a little bit, you just want more. And I feel fantastic with the way that my stomach has tightened up. Um, That is still probably the biggest area of concern (laughs) that I want to continue shaping up. Um, My legs, they're, they're just my legs. They're fit thick and that's fine. I hate the inner thigh chub rub in the summer thing, but I'd have to get back to competition weight to lose that, and that is definitely not happening. So I'm just working on embracing it. Um, My booty, though, damn, that looked good. (laughs) It also lights me up when I see a little curvature of my shoulders and my back muscles in the mirror, in the shower, or wherever else I notice it. Um, But overall, I feel really good about my progress, Um, but I just know there's more goodness to come out of this and with that I will leave you here and I will be back in another month to give you a new update hopefully one that's even better than this one so thank you all so much for listening and supporting me on this wild and crazy nine-year roller coaster journey I truly truly love you guys and appreciate all the support Oh, and one last thing. If you want to follow along the exact workouts I'm doing during the next month of my mini cut, there's still time to register for the Fun Size Fitness app. You'll get access to my petite-friendly workouts and the short support community of petite women, as well as direct 
messaging with me. As an Independence Day special, I'm leaving doors open until July 4th, so you can find more info and sign up at funsize.life app.